0: remain standing turn to Luke chapter 24 Luke chapter 24 verses 36 through 41 now this there's a long passage here I'm not going to read all of it I want you to read it yourself a little bit later and we will refer to some of these verses but I'm going to read beginning in verse 36 from the message While they were saying all this, Jesus appeared to them and said, peace be with you. They thought they were seeing a ghost and were scared half to death. He continued with them. Don't be upset. Don't let all these doubting questions take over. Look at my hands. Look at my feet. It's really me. Touch me. Look me over from head to toe. A ghost doesn't have muscle and bone like this. And he said this, as he said this, he showed them his hands and feet. They still couldn't believe what they were seeing. It was too much. It seemed too good to be true. Now let me read verse 37 from the King James. But they were terrified and affrighted and supposed that they had seen a spirit. You may be seated. When I read this recently, it really struck me. Thinking about these 12 brave men that had been with Jesus and seen all kind of miracles. They'd been in the midst of storms. They had uh, seen him multiply bread and fish. They had seen him cast demons out of people and raise the dead. They'd seen him heal the lepers. And now then, they are terrified and affrighted They thought they had seen a ghost. And when I read that, it really struck me. These brave disciples, in whose hands Jesus is going to entrust the mission of the church, the mission of evangelizing the world. Shortly after this, Jesus is going back to heaven. In the same chapters, the record of his ascension. And so he is leaving the business of winning the world in the hands of some terrified men who believe that they've seen a ghost. Now, none of us are really superstitious, I don't think. I talked to a man this past week, and he told me something that happened to him, and he was crying when he told me this. He said, I was lying in my bed wide awake with my eyes open, and a creature jumped on my feet, and I kicked it off on the floor. And he said, the door was closed, the window was closed, I got up, and I turned on the light, and then this creature disappeared. He said, there was no way for it to get in, no way for it to get out, but it just happened. And he he wanted to know what I made of that. I said, well, I really don't have an answer, but I'm sure that it was some kind of spiritual experience. See, that's broad, broad explanation. (laughs) I didn't know if it was the devil, or I didn't know if it was God. And so... I just left it up to him. It was some kind of spiritual experience. I said, one thing I do know, that God wants to change your life. And I began to witness to him about getting saved because this man surely wasn't saved. Now, these disciples had observed the scourging, Jesus being beaten with 39 stripes. They had watched as those soldiers drove the nails through his hands and through his feet and lifted that cross up and dropped it into the hole in the rock and Jesus hanging on that cross. They observed when God allowed the Son to disappear for three hours. They were there when Jesus cried out, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. They heard Jesus utter these words, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. They saw him drop his head and observed his death. They observed Nicodemus and Joseph, come and take him down off that cross they followed and watched Joseph and Nicodemus put him into the tomb and roll the stone in place and then the Roman soldiers sealed the tomb so they know he's dead they know that he has died by crucifixion it had been three days and now then they hear an account of women who had gone to the tomb and encountered angels and the tomb was empty. And Peter and John raced to the tomb and saw the place where his body had laid. And then they observed the fact that his clothing was lying there and the napkin that had been about his face had been folded neatly and laid in a place by itself. Then they heard the story of two disciples, not two of the 12, but two other disciples who had been walking on the road to Emmaus Discussing these things later that day And Jesus appeared to them And these disciples come running back to Jerusalem To tell the twelve We found him he, he really is alive He's out of that tomb Jesus has been resurrected from the dead But here they are And they're discussing all of these things And suddenly the Lord Jesus appears in the room Where they are And it terrified them they were terrified. Can you imagine these men who have seen all these miracles? Strong men. I mean, these are the kind of people that you would think would never uh, be like a leaf blowing in the wind, but now they're terrified and they think they have seen a ghost. Some of you have been in a place and a time where you felt like there's something eerie going on around here and you hear the creaking doors. I remember growing up, we didn't have television in those days. There was one radio on the block, and it was in our house. And we'd race in, and we'd listen to the inner sanctum. I many remember that. You remember that squeaking door? You remember that squeaking door? My, your skin would crawl. Your hair would stand on end. You've been at, at some place at some time when you had a feeling there was something you couldn't see. You didn't necessarily hear it but you just suspected that there's something around that you can't account for, and there's chills running over your spine, and you worry about what's transpiring around you. The 11 disciples were gathered. Thomas was absent. He was not there, but they were terrified. Jesus stood in their midst. He knows when to come. He knows when we're stretched to our limit. He knows when we've reached the point that we can't go any further. So he stood in their midst, just appeared out of nowhere and stood in their midst. And he said unto them, Peace be unto you. Peace be unto you. The Lord Jesus offered peace. He offered faith. He offered assurance. And verse 37 says, They were terrified and affrighted and thought they had seen a spirit or a ghost. I heard the story of a man, and I don't know that this is true. I doubt it. (laughs) But it it gets the point across anyway. This man who was inebriated, and he he really had, had a lot to drink, and he cut through a cemetery on his way home and fell into an open grave. And he tried to get out of the grave, And he could not get out. He'd climb up and then he'd just fall back down. I guess they dug him pretty deep in those days. Another man came through the cemetery and fell into the same grave. And he's, this this drunk man just sat down over in the corner and thought he'd waited out till daylight. This other man fell in and he started trying to climb out. And he said, hey, buddy, you can't get out of here. I've already tried. But he did. <laughs> so we're not superstitious, but there's something about the wind howling, something about a creaking door, and strange sounds, and eerie presence, and we get goosebumps. Jesus calmed their fears. He stood in their midst and he said, Peace be unto you. And then in verse 38, he asked them this question. Why are you troubled? Why are you troubled? Why do thoughts arise in your mind and in your spirit? I'm asking you tonight, the things that have struck fear into your life, why is it that you're bothered with that? Where did that fear come from? Is there not a promise in the book to cover it? Has not the Lord promised us that he said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee? Do we feel abandoned? Do we really believe that God is not on the throne? Do we think that things are so out of control that even God can't handle it? Why do these thoughts arise in our minds? Why are we bothered? Jesus asked his disciples, and I'm sure that he wonders about us too. If those men came under his scrutiny, He is looking at our life today and listening to our comments and to our conversation and what we talk about and we've become so negative and we've become so filled with doubts and we magnify the symptoms and we talk about the aches and the pains and we just magnify the things that Satan is doing and he is having a ball. Satan is having a ball. He really likes it. And Jesus said, Why are these thoughts filling your mind? Why are these thoughts filling in your mind? And then he said, in verse 39 and 40, "Behold my hands and my feet. Look at the evidence. The nail prints were still there. The scars were still there. Handle me and see. The Lord wants us to try the Lord and see that He will work in our behalf. And He wants us to come to Him and experience the supernatural and the reality. And he said, the spirit doesn't, a ghost doesn't have flesh and bones. Let me just read that verse to you uh, from from the uh, message. Look at my hands. Look at my feet. It's really me. Touch me. Look me over from head to toe. A ghost doesn't have muscle and bone like this. God wants to assure us that we're dealing with reality when we come to the Son of God. He indeed is the son of God God is God Jesus is Christ the Holy Ghost the third member of the Godhead is real we can have faith in their presence and in their power in our situ- situation so he calmed their fears he stood in their midst and said peace be still you have got to deal with the realm of fear and the lack of faith there There are things that happen around us that we don't have an explanation for. Manifestations. I look back in the Old Testament, there were a lot of things like the bush being on fire. How can you explain a bush burning and not being consumed? And the pillar of fire by by night and a cloud by day. How can you explain that? How can you explain God making a path through the Red Sea and the children of Israel walking through on dry ground and then Pharaoh's army being drowned? There's not a human explanation for that. How can you explain the appearance of angels, sometimes warring on the behalf of God's people, sometimes uh, bringing food or or, or supply and meeting every need, just encouragement, giving instructions? How can you explain the handwriting on the wall? Today, during uh, the service, a piece of paper just fluttered right down over the platform and landed right down there. On my way down, I picked it up and took it as I sat by Sister Wiggins And I looked and read it And you couldn't read it And I thought well this is the handwriting on the wall We need an in- interpreter it, you, you would never be able to pronounce the word That was on that piece of paper But what it was It was the name of a company That had a seal on some equipment up there One of these lights or cameras I, I don't know One of these spotlights A label came off and fluttered down here And had a strange name on it I said we need the gift of interpretation Find out what God's trying to say to us here Can you imagine the handwriting on the wall and what that did to the king what that did even as Daniel stood there and he's expected to interpret this and he had to pray and God had to give him the interpretation we need the realm of supernatural we need unexplained miracles we need to have faith that God is the same yesterday today and forever in the new testament Saul was arrested on the road to Damascus A bright light at noonday brighter than the Sun shone around him and a voice from heaven spoke and the men saw the light and heard a sound but they didn't hear the voice and the voice of Jesus said Saul Saul why persecutest thou me and he said who art thou Lord and he said I am Jesus whom thou persecutest so he heard a voice the Holy Ghost descended upon John Uh, Upon Jesus as John the Baptist was baptizing him in the form of a dove How can you explain that the Holy Ghost coming in the form of a dove Beautiful story in the Bible but I mean you read that and just think about The dispensational importance of that event of the Spirit of the Lord Coming upon Jesus and anointing him for public ministry How can you explain the voice out of the cloud that said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased? How can you explain what happened on the day of Pentecost? Cloven tongues like as a fire sitting upon each of them and a sound like as of a mighty rushing wind. How can you explain all 120 people speaking in a language they never learned before? Miracles and signs and wonders that still happen in our day and in our time people being raised from the dead, blind eyes being opened, cancer being healed. It's a phenomenon that there's no human explanation for. We just have to have faith in God. And the Lord doesn't want us to be affrighted. He doesn't want us to be terrified. He wants us to allow him to turn our terrified state into a state of faith. We sing from our hymnal, Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. And I got it too high, so I better stop. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Got it the same key. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born spirit washed in his blood. Oh, aren't you glad for that blessed assurance? folk? I want to tell you tonight, God is still real. The things that have struck fear into your life, God wants to turn them into faith. Look in verse 41. They believed not for joy and wondered. They're still doubting. They still have a problem. So the Lord says, okay, I know what to do here. Children, do you have any meat? Do you have anything to eat? So they gave him broad fish and a honeycomb and he ate that in their presence they gave him a piece of broad fish and honeycomb and he did eat before them and then he said you know a spirit doesn't have flesh and bones as you see me have a ghost an apparition is not real it's just a figment of the imagination now we do know that there are demons that are real we do know there are angels that are real and so there are There are supernatural beings out there that we do not want to discount the importance and how to deal with them. In verse 45, he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. We have got to get our eyes off of our circumstance, off of our fears, off of the things that keep us in a state of intimidation and we are afraid to do what God wants us to accomplish as a church and as an individual. We've got to turn our fear into faith. In verse 44, he said, don't you know that in the scriptures that all things must be fulfilled that were spoken about me by Moses, by the prophets, and in the Psalms? And by this he's saying, now you can understand the cross. You can understand the crucifixion. You can understand the resurrection. You go to the word of God. Here is where you will remove the doubt and get rid of the fear and turn it into faith and accomplish God. I'm going to show you what Jesus did in this very same chapter when they were terrified and affrighted and thought they had seen a ghost, how Jesus switched this whole thing around and charged them and electrified them and empowered them to do what they were called to do. First, He had to open their understanding. You have got to have faith in the supernatural. You've got to have faith in the Word of God. You've got to have faith in what the Old Testament said. You've got to have faith in what Jesus said and what the New Testament gives to us, an understanding of the Word of God. In verse 45 through 46, he said, it behooved Christ to suffer, to rise from the dead, and hold on a moment. Everybody believes in the crucifixion. Everybody in this room anyway. Everybody believes in the resurrection. Everyone in this room, okay. Not everybody out there in the world. (laughs) But notice the conjunction. And here we go. Just as important as the resurrection of Christ from the dead that repentance and remission of sin be preached among all nations can they hear without a preacher how can they preach except they be sent whosoever shall call on the name of the lord shall be saved but how are they going to ever hear jesus said it behooved christ to suffer to die to rise from the dead and that repentance and remission of sin be preached among all nations everyone say all nations that's in the heart of africa That's in India, that's in China, that's in Tibet, that's in Mongolia, that's in all of the South American, North American continents, that's everywhere in Europe, all around this world. It is the will of God, it is the plan of God, and Jesus is saying to his disciples, I have died on the cross, I am resurrected from the dead, and I'm about to leave you now, and I'm placing in your hands the business of evangelizing the world. And you've got to come out of that shell of unbelief and doubt and you have got to launch out into the mission that I'm giving the church you can't do it guys as long as you think you've seen a ghost recently I found a snake skin in the backyard and obviously the the snake had just slithered right out of the skin and they do that I found a lime snake in my front yard and I cut his head off <laughs> But this snake had just, just slithered right out of his skin. Jesus is saying, you can't do my work and be afraid and have fear. You've got to replace that fear with faith. Understand. He opened their understanding and showed them that everything had to be fulfilled that was spoken by, of him of, by Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. And then he said, not only will you believe in that but and repentance and remission of sin must be preached among all nations everyone say all nations oh thank god we got to believe that with all of our heart not some nations but all nations in verse 49 now here is how he turned their doubt into faith i send the promise of my father upon you tarry in jerusalem until you be endued with power don't go out in fear don't be terrified don't be scared half to death carry until you be endued with power from on high I'll say to the children I'll say to the young people the baptism in the Holy Ghost the endowment of power from on high will change your life if you find yourself timid afraid to speak and testify and and tell what Jesus means to you You just need more of the holy ghost in your life jesus said get rid of these doubts get rid of this fear and he said tarry in jerusalem don't charge out of here believing that a ghost is more powerful than you are don't run out here afraid of of just ethereal things out there in the in the unknown but go out full of the holy ghost tarry until you have been endued with power everybody say power endued with power and that's what happened on the day of Pentecost. They were endued with power from on high when the Holy Ghost came upon them. Verse 50, he led them far as far as Bethany and lifted up his hands and blessed them. Here is the blessing that changed their life. Jesus lifted up his hands over these terrified disciples who said, I think we've seen a ghost. And now then he has convinced them this is a fulfillment of scripture. And now then he is saying to them, Get ready, get ready, get ready. And he lifted up his hands and he blessed them and said, wait for the promise of the Father. And he blessed them. We need that blessing tonight. The blessing changed their life. Their fear turned into faith. Their sadness turned into joy. In verse 51, while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. Everybody give the Lord a good hand. Praise God. He took these men and he said, you've got to come out of that shell. You've got to put on the whole armor of God. You've got to receive this blessing. You've got to tarry until you're endued with power. You'll never get the job done, cowering in a corner somewhere, believing that the world's too big to tackle. I want you to know God does the impossible. And so he blessed them. And they saw him disappear in the clouds as he was carried up into heaven. Look on, please. He was parted from them and carried up into heaven. Verse 52. They worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. They returned to Jerusalem with great joy. No more ghost talk. No more fear. But now then, great joy. How did it all happen look at the next verse verse 53 praise and worship broke out they were continually in the temple praising and blessing God you know I believe we could tackle a giant on Sunday night or Sunday morning when we're in here singing these praise and worship songs what you need to do is get those CDs pop them into your automobile and as you're driving down the road on your way to your job play them while you're washing the dishes Just just listen to the Word of God listen to a cassette tape with scripture on it get filled up with the power of the Holy Ghost And then you will be able to do what God has called us to do. God has called this church to a great task I know that we're not adequate. I know there are a lot of things out there that are bigger than we are But they're not bigger than our God (laughs) Amen Amen we just come in here and we start praising God and we praise God, and we praise God, and we praise God. And $350,000 project looked mighty big. And, and you know, we had a goal of $100,000, $300,000, a half million dollars. And we're going to reach the half million dollars before it's over. Because we're right in the midst of our praise and worship. God just showed up. And it exceeded our expectations. And so what, what you need from God tonight is to turn that fear into faith by believing in the message that the gospel has given to us the death and resurrection of Christ and the power of the Holy Ghost God is big enough God is powerful enough to change your circumstances God is big enough to take this church to the next level (laughs) every Sunday morning Ronnie Haley comes in and comes into the office and he makes his way back there where I am and he says pastor we've got to go to the next level and he, he always some upbeat uh, uh, thing that just filled with the faith in God and the joy of the Lord. And I, I think it's contagious. It's contagious. Come in here and everybody's singing and praising God. Now, if we suddenly begin to uh, mope and, and dread and fear what's about to take place, we would be defeated. But we're going to stand right now and sing, Blessed be the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come, glory to God. God can do it again. God can do it again. Turn your faith loose on this world and watch out, devil. (laughs) Amen. Instead of us being uh, scared of the devil, he's going to be scared of us. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God.